the Lord be with you and also with you. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord since we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us worship God with joy. We gather to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, and to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, homily, and sacrament this All Saints Sunday are offered in the praise of God for our gathered community here within Marsh Chapel for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able. May we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. And we have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we exchange signs of his peace. Lesson from the Revelation to St. John, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, 
blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
lesson from the first epistle of St. John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. The word of the Lord. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 34 with the antiphon. Bless the Lord at all times. God's praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt God's name together. I sought the Lord, and the Lord answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to the Lord and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in God. Oh, fear the Lord, you his holy ones, for those who fear God have no want. Young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in God will be condemned. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we shall not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her right early. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the chariot with fire. Be still and know that God is God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Luther taught on prayer, beginning with decades of study of the Psalms. He didn't expect others, you and I, to know Hebrew as well as he did, nor the Psalms themselves. But he bases his prayer in the mighty fortress, this psalm in its opening, whose hymn of that name and title, and whose scripture we did preach last Sunday. No? Luther, on prayer, had something more personal to say to us, more individual to offer day by day. He was a very practical theologian. He had to be to rebuild the church from the individual to the marriage, to the family, to the community, to the church, to the region, and he spent the last 20-some years of his life hour by hour 
doing so. He said, you begin the day, of course you'll pray at meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Of course you'll pray in the evening as you retire. But also to begin each day, he said, remember the Decalogue, recite the Creed, and lift the Lord's Prayer. That is, remember the Ten Commandments. We should not need to reach for our smartphone when someone asks us about the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other God before me, no graven image. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor father and mother. Thou shalt not kill, commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, or covet. So Luther began. Then he said you should recite the creed. Now we might simplify to say in our experience, we live, we hear, we love. God the creator, God the redeemer, God the sustainer. I believe in God the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again and ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And then, morning by morning, yes, Decalogue, yes, Creed, you might simply and quietly recite out loud, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Oh, we might take the liberty to add a word of adoration or confession or thanksgiving or supplication. We might even remember today's blessed states. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So Luther taught on daily prayer. Luther taught especially about the Lord's Day and the external word in three forms, beginning with the sacrament, following last Sunday's 500th Reformation Year Remembrance. We did have, by the way, in worship an honest-to-goodness, authentic, black-suited, collared Lutheran pastor to whom we spoke afterward and said, what did we forget? And he said, without missing a beat, 
the sacrament. So, today, the sacrament, the external word, not for Luther in transubstantiation, but in consubstantiation, is in with and under, in with and under, in with and under, the real presence of Christ in the external word, not spirit only, not silence only, not reading only, but touch and taste. So Luther, with the sacrament, Wesley took yet a further step, leaving behind the physics and simply in capital letters acclaiming, as we do here, it is our experience, real presence in, yes, the earlier sacrament of baptism, of holy baptism, which is the sacrament of beginning and of initiation of the journey of faith, and here the sacrament of holy communion, which is the sacrament of gathering, fellowship, meaning, belonging, remembrance, thanksgiving, and presence for Luther. It was the external word, centrally, of course, that of the pulpit, week by week, so that the word would receive exegesis and explanation and application, the concussive experience of speaking and hearing, as in right now. How disappointed Luther would be that we read from the the revelation to St. John. Luther, you may remember, wanted to exclude the revelation to St. John from the New Testament, along with Hebrews and James. Those three books he judged did not preach Christ, or at least sufficiently, but we have heard from it. And the revelation, along with Jude, are the two fully apocalyptic pieces of the New Testament, although we would add that all of the others are shot through with language and imagery that is fully apocalyptic, said Ernst Käsemann, last name Cheeseman, German theologian. Apocalyptic is the mother of Christian theology. Likewise, 1 John, which is the first interpretation of the blessed, beloved community gospel, Just as Matthew, we hear this year, is the first with Luke interpretation of Mark, and just as the Deutero secondary Pauline letters, that is 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, 2nd Thessalonians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Hebrews, are the first interpretation of the real Paul. 1st Thessalonians, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Romans, Philippians, and Philemon. So too in John, we have an interpretation here. You see, interpretation is progressive, processive, in which many of the great things of my beloved Gospel of John are set aside, are laid low, are changed. Like Peter, he receives his central place once again in 1 John. Like primitive apocalyptic eschatology, it's returned. You heard it today, will be revealed. For John, he's already revealed, not so First John. Especially a return to ethics. The gospel has no ethical teaching whatsoever except this love one another. Well, says First John, we might want just a little more detail about how that works. Or especially the Beatitudes and crucially the eighth. Blessed are those who are persecuted for justice sake, for righteousness sake. 
on that blessing, Luther and others was able to stand and face the whole of society about him and splinter the church to bits on the basis of the church's own gospel, the external word for Luther, sacrament, pulpit, and conversation. And each Sunday, first Sunday, we have here a moment of healing right in this corner, a moment of blessing right here in this corner, a spoken and heard word for those who are so moved to receive. For Luther, that meant absolution. We broaden it here to a spoken word. Not silent, not read, not imagined, not spirit, but tongue and ear, physical, external word. De absolvo. I forgive you. God bless you. Go in peace. Conversation is so powerful. This week I recollected a moment in August of 1981 with a farmer, Irwin Wood, who was still making a living milking 26 cows. You know, we spent most of our ministry in upstate New York among people who are sadly and wrongly belittled with the kindness that kills in a hillbilly elegiac. Nothing could be farther from the truth. These fine Christian women and men were not mediocrity clothed in victimhood, as in that sorry elegiac. They were, and they are, excellence clothed in character, a word referring to taking responsibility for one's life, and a word that we, may we say, in the academic community might want to listen to here with a bit more regularity. We were coming to know each other. His wife was the treasurer of the church. That added some impetus. He moved from one cow to the next, and I looked through the back window. There was a beautiful quarter-acre garden. As Harry Truman's mother said of the president, he knew how to plow a line. Just beautiful. Corn, beans, carrots, peas. With one minor exception, the garden was... 18 inches deep in water, a heavy rain, a misplaced space. And I looked at Irwin and he looked at me. There was nothing I could think of to say that was both honest and kind. And you need to be both kind and honest. And he moved from one cow to the next and smiled and laughed and finally said, Yep, I should have planted rice There is a conversational beauty in hearing and speaking. We need in our time, our perilous time, rather more of it, of actual live nose-to-nose speaking and hearing. Luther on prayer was not only the Psalms and not only the daily recitation and not only the external word He gathered the community in faith. So every Sunday I'm speaking now directly to the radio congregation. You may come for ten moments. You may come before worship for intercessory prayer, for take note to learn about the music you will hear, for a study of a book, theological, philosophical, or homiletical, and then for choir, should you so choose, or the service, should, should should you so choose, and then afterward... Children's ministry, we welcome you to join in. Our fellowship 
and meal. We welcome you there. Abolitionist Chapel for the mission work of the church. The continuing straight Bible study that we offer following and even the Thurman Choir, which is a a non-audition choir. That is, there is a prayer that we share together in the community of faith. Lutheran prayer focused finally on the gospel. It was the letter to the Romans that carried the weight for Luther. And you remember the teaching of Luther on Romans. Here is the Wittenberg window. It's good to have some dyed-in-the-wool Lutherans right nearby as I speak for a moment. You remember Romans to bring about the obedience of faith among the nations. You remember, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to all who believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have found peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because of the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Now hope that is seen is not hope. Who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. What then shall we say to this? If God is for us, who is against us? Who shall separate us from the love of God in Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or peril or nakedness or sword? No! In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, be ye not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your minds. Hear the Gospel of Luther on prayer in Psalm in daily recitation, in external word and communal gathering, in the book, the letter to the Romans. We remember in this season of of remembrance itself at Marsh Chapel, yes, Ailey Wiesel, September 17th, who said, and rightly, one who hears a witness becomes a witness. He reminds us of who we are at Boston University. These four weeks, Martin Luther, who said, Here I stand, I can do no other. God help me. He reminds us of who we are in religious life. And in Lent, Thomas Merton, who said, Love is my name, love is my identity, love is my own most self. He reminds us of who we are as Christian people. And last, but by no means least, perhaps preeminently so, Martin Luther King Jr., whom we will remember April 2nd through April 9th of 2018. April 2nd through April 9th of 2018, who said, The moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. He reminds us of who we are 
at Marsh Chapel. Luther, on prayer, calls us to prayer. Let us pray. Great art thou, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is thy power, and thy wisdom is infinite. Thee would we praise without ceasing, for our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. Amen. Please be seated. We welcome you once again here to the nave of Marsh Chapel and to our service of ordered worship. And as we come toward communion, we invite you to come forward to receive the bread and the wine. And uh, there will be wine in the chalices on the pulpit side and grape juice in the chalices on the lectern side of of the chancel. And uh, as Dean Hill mentioned in the sermon, we invite you to take advantage of the healing prayer station uh, under the Christchurch Oxford window. Uh, should you so choose. More information on both of those things is available in your bulletin under communion at Marsh Chapel. 
We also note that next Sunday, following the service, our Abolitionist Chapel Today group will be presenting Break the Chains, a holiday coffee hour, downstairs in the Marsh Room immediately following the service. We hope you can join them for that and for more information about the movement to end modern-day slavery. Also next Sunday, we look forward to welcoming to the pulpit Dr. Christopher Brown of the School of Theology. He's our professor of church history and teaches uh, uh, especially on the Reformation and will be preaching on Luther and hymnody. Uh, The following Sunday will be the third installment of our Bach experience here at Marsh Chapel, a Luther cantata, uh, 9.45 o'clock here in the the nave of Marsh Chapel for the Bach experience and an exploration of the cantata, and then its performance in full in the context of the liturgy at 11 o'clock. For all of our upcoming services and activities, we encourage you to keep an eye to the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. As the ushers wait upon us for our morning offering, we invite you to meditate on Basil Harwood's setting of the antiphon for the Feast of All Saints, Oh, how glorious. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
for the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our com communion with all your saints, especially those whom we name before you in our heart. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then in thy mercy grant us a safe rest, a happy lodging, and peace at the last through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 